We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, best game Cox podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, May the 10th, 2021. Today's show, I break down this weekend series against the Mississippi State Bulldogs, South Carolina, losing two of three, but winning on Sunday in dramatic fashion, four to three and 11 innings. Guys, I'll break down the series in its entirety, and what a series it was, guys. I'll give my key takeaways. TSUS Series MVP, slap dig of the weekend, who's hot, who's not, what's next for South Carolina baseball as the Gamecocks now find themselves 12-12 and in SEC play after eight weekends in the conference. Also, guys, news and notes to get into your listener questions. No guest interview today, but we do have a packed show here on a Monday, folks. So sit back, relax, enjoy. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention on the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end impacting services, custom creating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, guys, if you have any other questions, go to their website upstatemoversgroup.com that's upstatemoversgroup.com be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you let's get it Doubles, 
Davy Dingers, Davy does it all. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Thank you for sending us Mr. Davey Mendham. Folks, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Man, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I don't know about you all. Um, mentally exhausted, uh, a little bit physically, more so mentally exhausted, though. Gamecocks baseball, never failing to keep us on the edge of our seats. Of course, guys, I'm coming to you guys about 30 minutes or so after the Gamecocks just took the Sunday finale against the Mississippi State Bulldogs, winning in dramatic fashion, 4-3 to three in 11 innings. David Mendham with the walk-off, guys. We're going to get into that. Also, news and notes, Bob Caslin's blunder on Friday at graduation. My goodness, your listener questions. Got a packed show here on a Monday, and I'll say this too, guys. Um, first things first, hope you guys all had a fantastic weekend. Hope you're all doing well on this Monday. Hope you had a fantastic Mother's Day. Shout out to the moms out there. You guys are the real MVP. Hope you had a great day spending it with your mom, whether it was watching Count of Baseball, at the game, at home, just chilling, whatever you were doing. Um, I got to spend some quality time with my mom on Friday for our party for my brother who is deploying for the Army this weekend. Well, by the way, I do want to say, everybody that wished my brother well, wished us well as a family. Thank you guys so much. People that I didn't even know reaching out, saying, you know, best wishes, best luck, all that good stuff. That that means the absolute world. I truly do appreciate it. That was so, so cool. Um, but again, hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I'm actually really glad this week on a personal note, things are kind of back to normal. If you, you know, the end of last week got kind of crazy from, you know, playing in a golf tournament to going home on Friday to coming back and, and doing all that jazz, whatever. Really nice to kind of get back in the studio, get back to normal view. It was fun last week, or you know, a couple of days ago. It was fun. It was a fun end of the week. I'm not going to say it wasn't, but uh, kind of nice to get back in the studio, get back to the content, get back to the grind, get back to the routine. If you, I do, I'm a guy that loves my routine. I do love a routine. I think that comes from baseball, from being a pitcher. You always have a routine. So nice to get back to the routine and we got a really really fun week planned obviously when you got the type of midweek game we got tomorrow and of course SEC play the continuing grind of that we're getting to the nitty-gritty we're getting close to postseason we should have regional host sites announced later this week so we got a lot to get into guys but again first things first appreciate you all tuning in hope you all had a fantastic weekend hope you all had a fantastic day um, that's the other thing too I guess we did the daily crow Friday from my parents I was just been kind of all over the place, and it feels good to be back in the studio in Columbia, you know, back to the routine, if you will. But again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Seriously, appreciate the love and support. Quick update on the merch side of things. The merch should be hitting rivals in Florence, South Carolina today. Uh, thought they were going to be there Friday. Thought they were going to be there Saturday. They should be there today. So again, as soon as they do hit, I'm going to throw out a post on social media, going to promote all that good stuff. And again, appreciate those guys over at Rivals, but again, if you're in the Florence area, if you're going through that area, if you just like going to Rivals, the merchandise is going to be at Rivals in Florence, South Carolina. Very, very, very exciting stuff for the Spurs Up show, for the business, for the merch side of things, and for you guys as well to get the merchandise out there. With that being said, guys, without further ado, let's dive into this. Again, the Mississippi State Series, like I told you guys, I'm fired up right now. I'm talking to you maybe 30, 45 minutes after the Sunday game, the Gamecocks getting the 4-3 win. But also, we got to talk about what happened 
on Friday and Saturday as well. Gamecocks losing two of three. Friday night, ugly, ugly fashion, nine to nothing. And then Saturday, nine to six, losing that one. But again, winning the Sunday game, four to three and 11 innings. I was at the Saturday and Sunday games, of course, and watched the Friday night game on TV. But you know what I was thinking to myself? I was like, man, if I'm going to miss any of the games, that Friday night game was probably the best one to miss all year because boy, oh boy, was it ugly. But, I, you know, just because it's freshest on my mind and because I, I want to highlight the positives, if you will, because, you know, it, it has just, it, it has been such a grind in regards to the SEC, the SEC season. And, you know, I, people are going to react some type of way on social media. I'm not going to spend this show talking about how people act on Twitter and how they, how they talk on social media and what they say. But I'll just tell you guys this. If you're not here for, for the grind, for the toughness of the schedule, for the long haul, I told you guys in preseason, when I gave my season projections, 15 and 15 or 16 and 14 in this league is really, really, really good. Really good. I mean, you're a damn good ball club if you can go 15 and 15 in this league. And I got to be honest, after eight SEC weekends now, being 12 and 12, I'm not totally surprised where you are at because I picked this team to go 16 and 14. I think people, and I totally, listen, I understand it. I'm not saying I'm thrilled being 12 and 12 right now after you started conference play 10 and 5. But I think a lot of people after starting conference play 10 and 5 did not realize or did not think they thought, oh, this is just going to be a walk in the park. We'll just get 17, 18, 19, 20 wins, whatever. No big deal. You know, we're, we're just, you know, we're so much better than everybody else, whatever. And the SEC reminded you real quick over the last couple of weekends of just the type of grind it is. And, and I'll say this too, man. People that, you know, you can say that Kingston sucks. You can say this team sucks. You can say the hitting sucks. You can say the pitching sucks. You can criticize and break down a critique every little thing. And in some instances, you might be right. A lot of instances, you might be right, because this is a very imperfect ball club. But if there's anybody out there, anyone, that is questioning the heart, the character, the grittiness, the resiliency, the toughness, the fight, the win anyway, the battle. If there's anybody out there that is questioning that, just don't watch anymore. Just, just don't. It's, it's the worst take around. It's the worst take out there. The worst take you can have. Obviously, Friday was embarrassing. You got your teeth kicked in. You got your ass kicked. There's no other way to put it, right? Saturday, you start to battle back. Maybe you have some life. Hey, I, listen, I was pissed off Saturday. I was pissed off early in that game. Because for whatever reason, you know, listen, we, we can talk about the hitters. We can talk about, you know, the lack of offensive production. And certainly, hey, I got my own gripes with the hitters as well. You saw it on Sunday, even in the win. Bases loaded, nobody out. You can't score a run. Bases loaded, one out. You can't score a run. Getting guys on second or third with less than two outs, you can't advance them. You can't score them. Trust me, guys, I'm right there with you. It's been frustrating. But on Saturday, I was pissed off in the third or fourth inning because why we struggle to go out in the first inning and throw up a zero and set the tone of the ball game. You know, the Carolina pitchers, nobody had been doing their job. 
or has been doing their job, better yet, I should say. You give up two in the top of the first on Friday. You give up three in the top of the first on Saturday. Give your team a chance. Give your team a chance. Somebody go win pitcher of the week. Somebody go win conference pitcher of the week. Somebody go shove and throw a shutout. Somebody step up and tell the opponent, hold my nuts, for lack of a better way of putting it, and go dominate. And that's what Brett Carey did for you on Sunday. Somebody finally stepped up and did that. So I was frustrated. I was pissed off. And then about midway through that Saturday game, guys, I had to remind myself yet again what I've told you all over and over and over again. I had to remind myself, hey, when you watched Mississippi State, I know we get tired of saying it. Oh, tip your cap. Oh, tip your Chris, all you say is tip your cap. That's all you say. Just tip your cap. I get tired of saying it too. I, I really, really do. I really, really do. I do. But I told you guys coming to these last three SEC series, right? Coming to these last three SEC series. You got to find a way to get to 15 and 15 or 16 and 14. Ideally, you'd like to be at 17 and 13 if possible. And it's still doable. It's still doable. And I know a lot of you after we lost Saturday, you know, hated me pointing that out. Oh, you know, misery loves company. So if you're coming to this show expecting me to hit the panic button and expecting me to say fire Kingston and, you know, be miserable along with you. You have come to the wrong place. If you're not in for it, for the SEC grind, go pick a different sport. I tried to tell you before the season started, hey, calm down. I know we started 11-0. I know we took those first two from Clemson. I know we did this, did that. But the SEC is a different animal. We go 16 and 14 in the conference. We did a we had a good year. We had a, we had a really good year. We're a good ball club. We're a really, really good ball club. We are. We are. And if you want to say that's settling for mediocrity, fuck off. Honestly. Just fuck off. Really. Really. It's, it's absurd, man. It's, it's absurd the way people act. Saying that. South Carolina is not on the level of Mississippi State and Arkansas right now is not settling for mediocrity. It's just, it's just stating the facts of where you are right now. Mississippi State guys take solace in the fact they're probably going to be in Omaha. I, I, I would put good money on it right now. And, hey, if you get hot at the plate, you've got the pitching. You could be there too. But Mississippi State is on a different level. They are one of those teams that if they don't make it to Omaha, it is a very disappointing year this year for them because they have that caliber of team. But what a win. I mean, you know, let's talk about the Sunday game. What a win. I, I mean, <laughs> this is a team, man, that, like I said, exhausting. It, it makes you want to pull your hair out at times. It makes you want to beat your head against the wall at times. It makes you want to go crazy. But this team never quits fighting, never quit, quit scratching and clawing. Just, just never quits grinding, man. And, and that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. You know, again, Brett Carey, I, I thought, coming out of the bullpen, I thought Thomas Farr gave you a really, really good start. I, I thought he was, you know, threw up the goose egg in the first inning, which is more than any of our other pitchers could say. But he threw up the goose egg in the first inning. I thought the stuff was good, but I, I knew as soon as that ball game, as soon as you had a lead or you got to the fifth or sixth and it was tied, you were going to Brett Carey. Bottom line, it was Carey time. And for the Gamecocks, I'll say this, to, to be down, to get down, 
I mean, you had every reason to lose that game on Sunday. I even tweeted, you don't deserve to win. You flat out did not deserve to win. You probably got a better fate than you deserve. You probably did. But you still found a way. Win anyway, right? Win anyway. You get to the ninth. You know, thankfully, they had thrown Landon Sims in the, in the, in the Saturday game, which I'm sure they look back on that and probably regret that decision. But they had thrown Landon Sims, who's the best pitcher, the best closer in all of college baseball. They had went ahead and thrown him. And you just find a way. You, you just flat out find a way. Jeff Heinrich, what a job by, by him coming off the bench. Two for two off the bench. Scores the game-winning run. Unbelievable. So many guys. So many guys that contributed. David Mendham, of course, after being benched on Saturday, after being benched, comes back out. Hey, doesn't hang his head. Doesn't say, oh, woe is me and show up to the ballpark Sunday with a bad attitude. No. Shows up, has one hell of a day. Hits a dinger, hits a walk-off. I mean, Davey do it all, like I said. And there's no, listen, there's no moral victories. And we lost the series, right? We lost the series. But back to my point earlier, what I had to remind myself in the middle of the game on Saturday is this. Like I've told you guys over and over and over and over and over again, realistically, I know we want to win every game. We want to win every single series. I totally understand it. But realistically, when you looked at this schedule in the preseason and you broke down these SEC series, and you looked and said, and you put them in categories. Okay, these are series I feel really, really good about. We should win. Okay, these are series that are 50-50, toss-ups, whatever. And these are series, hey, if you can win two out of three, great. But just don't get swept. Because that team that we are playing, they're on another level. <clears throat> they're an elite ball club. We're maybe not quite there yet. And guys, I hate to tell you, but this was one of those series. It was. Call a spade a spade. It was one of those series. Just don't get swept. Just don't get swept. You win two out of three and lose two out of three in this league, you tread water. It's the sweeps that kill you. We, and really looking at this season, guys, we've only had one weekend where I would say, man, we really dropped the ball and, you know, did what we shouldn't have done. And that was... Two weekends ago in Oxford, when you got swept. You just can't get swept, right? You cannot get swept. But realistically, I mean, this season has gone about quite about as I've expected. Am I surprised we're 12 and 12 or eight weekends? No, I am not. The grind of the SEC, man, there's going to be ups. There's going to be down. This is a game of runs, right? It's a game of runs. You're going to get hot. You're going to get cold. And what you've got to hope is this team still has one more hot spurt one more resurgence, one more streak left in it. But the resiliency of this team and the toughness to fight, this team fights, man, this team fights. This team fights. For anybody to ever question this team's character or resiliency or the leadership on this ball club, it just it's a lazy take. It's a horrid take. And I don't even want to spend time entertaining it. Bottom line. And again, it's still a very imperfect ball club. We all know that. This is still a very imperfect ball club. You still got to figure it out the plate. You know, you, you still got to figure it out with your starting rotation. 
But what the hope is now, you win this Sunday game. What the hope is now. Hey, we all remember how big of a deal it was and how important it was to win that Sunday game in Nashville, right? Just how big of a deal that was to take that Sunday game in Nashville. You won like 80 of your next nine ball games. It was a huge deal. It was huge. Momentum is a fickle mistress, folks. Momentum is very very, very fickle. And who knows? We, we might go Tuesday and just lose to Clemson. And, hey, you know what? Oh, we didn't carry any momentum. Who knows? We, I don't know. But you got a lot better chance after winning this ballgame. I can tell you that much. Huge, huge. You, you can't say it enough how big of a win it is. Can't say it enough. Again, and what the hope is that you can springboard now, similar to how you did after you won that game in Nashville against Vandy in the first conference series. Of the season. So, I mean, just, you know, it's crazy, man. This game of baseball is nuts. Um, I will say this, too, on a lighter note. The mullet, by the way, quick mullet update. Um, the mullet now, because I went to the game, of course, on Wednesday, I did not wear a hat. Okay? Did not wear a hat to that one. Let the mullet just fly, right? Just got in, like, oh, crap. Yeah, let's, let's, let's let it do its thing, right? So Wednesday, I, I wear no hat, let the mullet fly. Friday and Saturday, I wore a hat. Sunday game, wore no hat, let the mullet fly. We are 0-2 rocking a hat. We are 2-0 when we let the mullet breathe. I might just ditch the headwear for the rest of the season. Honestly, honestly. So we're going to have to let this puppy play, I think. <laughs> we're going to have to let this puppy play. But no, seriously, I, I mean – Mississippi State's an elite ball club, man. They're an elite ball club, bottom line. And, you know, that, that, that's what it's – hey, you, you want to get back to Omaha? You want to get back to what you were 2010 to 2012? Take a good hard look at Mississippi State. You know, they are an Omaha team built top to bottom, no question. And you notice I haven't brought up the – the, 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 some of the rumblings that have come up from some fans of the Fire Kingston crowd, which they are very, very, very small. Don't let Twitter fool you. It's very small. It's a very small minority of people that will never, never be happy. I mean, we literally win the game Sunday, and I go on social media, not even 10 minutes after we won. Oh, this team pulled that game out of their ass. They're so lucky. Like, bro, are you just, you're just a miserable human being. You just you are choosing to be a miserable son of a bitch. You are at that point. You just are. You know, guy commenting, Chris, we, you know, it's just one win. Why are you getting so excited in the video? Oh, my, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I like to win. I, I apologize. Like, give me a break, dude. Come on. Give me a break. So, you know. A ton of resiliency. Again, no moral victories. You want to win the series, you know, especially at home. You know, I picked the Gamecocks to win the series. But what you had to do the last three weekends, like I told you, hey, you got to sweep Kentucky. And out of Tennessee and Mississippi State, one of those you got to win two out of three, and the other you can't get swept. Well, did it necessarily come in the order that I thought or maybe would have liked? No. But, hey, you accomplished one of those. You didn't get swept. Now it puts all the pressure on that Kentucky series this weekend. Hey, Kentucky. Got a solid ball club. They do. It's the SEC. There are, there are no weekends off in the SEC. 
If you don't know that by now, you never know it. You know, Kentucky took game one against Florida, dropped the next two, eight to five, and then nine to two. So they lost two out of three. But, I mean, dude, it's the SEC. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, bottom line. But I thought this team fought. Like, I, I really thought this team fought against Mississippi State. Again, Friday, ugly. Kingston had his heart-to-heart. The team had their heart I'm sure some very choice words were said. You come out Saturday, shit hits the fan early again. You know, you're down, what, 9-1. to one. You could have just quit. You could have packed it up. But you fight scratch and claw late. You're at least able to make it respectable. Andrew Eister with the two bombs. Wes Clark with the bomb. And I said after the Saturday game, you know, at least maybe, maybe it just gives you some, just some positive mojo, some positive momentum, something to feel good about. And sure enough, you go into Sunday, and I thought it carried over. I thought this team played a really, really good, hard-fought game against a really, really high-quality opponent. You know, shout out the Gamecocks pitchers. They scored one in the third, fifth, and sixth, but you avoided the beginning all day. You, you, you gave your offense a chance. You gave your offense a chance. And again, like I said, this is not a perfect ball club. By no means is this a perfect ball club. There are still many things that need to be fixed, but there are a lot of teams just like us. Bottom line. And when this team swings it, <laughs> they can beat damn near anybody. So, like I said, the, the, the thing you hope to pull out of this weekend is this. You're able to springboard now and use this Sunday walk-off win. Davey freaking Davey. I love you, Davey. God, I love you. You needed that one bad. You needed it real bad. It's a big difference between 12 and 12 and 11 and 13, folks. I'll tell you that right now. Like I told you, sweeps kill you. When you lose two and three, win two out of three, you tread water, but those sweeps one way or the other just completely change your season. Huge, huge to get that win. And now maybe, just maybe, can you springboard? Can you, can you bottle up that momentum, go whip Clemson's ass tomorrow, and then go into Kentucky and at minimum take two out of three and maybe even get a sweep and all of a sudden, hey, boom. Because you're still in the hosting conversation, guys. Believe it or not. It's not all doom and gloom. Hey, somebody go tell them it's not all doom and gloom. You're sitting right now damn near 10th in the RPI. You can still host, believe it or not. I know people don't want to hear that. Baseball's not like football. It is a collection of 30 games. It's a long season. Y'all tired yet? I'm not tired. Hey, I might admit a little bit of mental fatigue on Sunday. But I'm cool. I feel good. Stick it out for the long haul. Stick it out for the long haul of this grind. It's a grind. It's an SEC grind. Let King and the boys work. Let the boys on the field work. You're still in the hosting conversation, guys. If you can get to 16 and 14 or even, God forbid, 17 and 13, which, guess what? You can still get there, technically. You really can. You really can. Go sweep Kentucky and go take two out of three from Tennessee in your home field. It's not that outlandish to say. It's truly not. Even 16 and 14, 
You can host at 16 and 14. You can, believe it or not. Go win two or, two or three in Hoover. All of a sudden, hey, you're a host. Just saying. Huge win. Huge Sunday win, though, man. Like I said, it, after a, a Friday and Saturday of just, you know, complete bitter taste in your mouth. I, I mean, just a total bitter taste in your mouth. To come back, fight, scratch, claw, win anyway, win on Sunday, big, big time. Speaks the character of this ball club. Speaks the character of this bunch. And you can do a lot. Hey, you can do a lot with a group of dudes who will fight the last out, who will fight the last strike. We play 27 outs in Columbia, sometimes more if it takes it. That's the type of bunch you got. They're not perfect, but you know what? I'll ride with them any day of the week. They got heart. They got character. They got toughness. They got win anyway. They got battle. I'll ride with these dudes every single day of the week. So, Capture momentum, see what happens. All right, let's move into TSUS Series MVP, guys. And this one's a no-brainer. You know, I, I will say this, actually. On that note, I almost gave it to David Mendham just because of, I mean, obviously, his day at the plate on Sunday, bouncing back from not being on the lineup card Saturday, having the type of day he had on Sunday, family in town. I mean, just, you couldn't have scripted it any better for that young man. But I got to give it to right-handed pitcher Brett Carey, man, because without Brett Carey's performance, South Carolina has absolutely no chance in this ballgame. And isn't it eerie? Isn't it strange how this game yesterday, that Sunday game against Mississippi State, isn't it strange how it feels very similar to how things went down in Nashville? I mean, granted, you were on the road there, but just the way the game played out. Hey, Sunday in Nashville, Brett Carey comes in, throws five and two-thirds, six innings, whatever. Yesterday, Brett Carey, six innings pitched, four hits, one run, one earned, gave up the solo shot, whatever, three walks, and six strikeouts. He was dominant. He was dominant. I mean, he was as good as advertised. He was as good as he's ever been. The Brett Carey that we all know and love, that's who he was yesterday. And, again, without his performance, you, you wouldn't even have a shot in that ball game. Incredible stuff from Brett Carey. So, again, I'm going to give the TSUS Series MVP to Brett. Six innings pitched, four hits, a run, an earned run, three walks, six Ks. Fantastic job and a tip of the freaking cat to Brett Carey, man. Love you. That dude is a freaking animal. All right, let's move to slap dick of the weekend. And, you know, I almost gave it to Mississippi State's pitching coach who got thrown out of the game on Sunday. But then I stopped and I was like, you know what? I can't really blame him. I, I really can't because, guys, I was at the Sunday game, of course, and I was standing behind home plate for the majority of the ball game. And, dude, that umpire – and I'm, I hate to be one that just harps on the umpires because people that harp on the umpires and the officials or whatever, like, it just gets old. It's like, dude, it's so out of your control at whatever. But, I mean, calling pitches four to six inches off the freaking plate. And he was bad on both sides. It really was. It was bad on both sides. I don't know how at this level of baseball you can't get more competent officials, umpires, whatever. Like, I, I just truly don't understand it. I don't understand it. So, again, my slap dick of the weekend, the Sunday umpire, just freaking terrible. And I guess just par for the course what the SEC has to offer us in, in regards to uh, an umpiring crew. All right, let's move to who's hot, who's not, guys. Who's hot? Going to give it to Julian Bosnick. I talked about him last week. Again, comes in on Sunday. One inning pitch, no hits, no runs, no earned. One walk and one strikeout. But Boz, the wizard of Boz. Boz just continues the deal, man. This dude, I mean, ho-hum, whatever, no big deal. 
For those asking, by the way, will he start tomorrow against Clemson? Mark Kingston saying after the win Sunday that he was asked who's going to pitch. He said probably everybody. So is Boz going to pitch? Maybe, but probably won't be one of those issues with Jack Mahoney going out. Not You're probably not going to see anybody go five, six, seven innings. So either way, though, Julian Bosnick, incredible stuff. Like I said, a perfect inning, one strikeout. He, he's just – he's continued to be so good out of the bullpen for you. It's incredible. It's incredible what that move has done for him because there's some guys, believe it or not, guys that are better as starters. There's some guys that are better as relievers, and Julian Bosnick's just one of those guys for whatever reason, man, that – He's just flourished. He's flourished out of the bullpen. Great stuff, and you love to see it. Who's not? Braylon Wimmer, man. I, there's nobody that loves swinging at the curveball in the dirt more than Braylon Wimmer. I, I don't know what's going on right now with him, but one for 12 on the weekend with seven strikeouts, seven Ks. And again, damn near I'd say all of them were on curveballs in the dirt. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with Braylon Wimmer and the curveball in the dirt, but he absolutely loves the freaking curveball in the dirt. So he's a good hitter. He's a good player. You hope he can turn around. I will say this is continuing to play great defense for you, but at the plate, just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on up top, man. I, I think it's something probably mental, but I, I don't know. It, it's just been a, it's been tough sledding for him of late. So what's next for Carolina baseball guys. Let's look ahead tomorrow. Of course, not your typical midweek game, right? We're, we're used to these, what, North Florida's, the Citadel's, the whatever, oh, ho-hum, just a midweek, whatever. No, no, no. Tomorrow you go to Clemson to finish off or try to finish off the season sweep of the Tigers. Of course, if you remember way back in March, the game one was postponed due to weather, and it was slated for this date, or tomorrow, I should say, May the 11th. So you will take on Clemson tomorrow at their place. And, of course, I'll have a full breakdown of that game tomorrow. We're also doing a live stream. Watch along for that game. Um, and then, of course, a big weekend series, man, at Kentucky, a big one. And like I said, I don't want to sound like a freaking broken record and just say over, oh, this one's a big one. This is a, but it's another big one, man. When, when you're, you're getting down to the nitty-gritty, you're getting down to the end of the season, you're getting down to that postseason chase, you've got postseason aspirations and postseason dreams. And it's a big one, man. It's a really, really big one. And it's a must win. I mean, th this one. Like I said, we'll break it all down later in the week, but it's a must-win. I'm going. I'm. I'm ready to say that right now. It is a must-win series. You know, I had somebody at the game ask me, "Well, I mean, you definitely got to take at least one at Kentucky." I'm like, "Bro, you better win at least two. You need to win all three, but you better win at least two. At least it's a must-win series. It's a must-win series, no question." But again, guys, just closing the book on the Mississippi State series. I, <laughs> Like I said, I'm about an hour removed from, from being at the game, watching that game, Davies, Davies walk off. I mean, I, this team makes you want to pull your hair out of your skull. It makes you want to just bang your head against the wall at times, but a team that fights, battles, scratches and claws. And I, I know it's been a last, you know, a, a tough last couple of weeks, man, taking on Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I mean, a true gauntlet. And I'm, and I'm not one that, you know, I – it gets old, I know, guys, hearing that about the schedule and using the schedule as an excuse, blah, 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 whatever. But truly, I mean, truly go look at the schedule and who we have played and the series we have lost. I mean, do we have a bad series loss all year again outside of, you know, getting swept in Oxford? You never want to get swept? You know, this team, man, I'm riding with this team. I'm robbing this team. Hell of a win on Sunday. Gutsy. Gutsy. That's the best way to put it. Absolutely gutsy. All right, guys. Let's move to news and notes really quickly because I, I just want to touch on this, but, man, 
Bob Castlin's blunder, man, this took social media by storm. I posted on TikTok. It's got like 140,000 views. I think I saw on Twitter, it's got like over 200,000 views. And in case you missed it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how there's any way you could have missed it at this point. But Bob Castlin at graduation calling the University of South Carolina or basically saying, you know, congratulations, it's my honor. Congratulate you, graduates from the University of California. The University of where, Bob? I mean, listen, I'm not an alumni. So something like this hits much harder for alumni than me. And it, it still hits for me, though. But, like, it's the ultimate botch job. You know, you got away with saying nothing after the mess that was the Darla Moore thing. You know, you got away with that, right? That, that They just went completely mute on it. Nobody said anything. Nobody, nobody brought anything up about it, whatever. But, man, this, this, I mean, my goodness. You got to come out and say something, right? And, and the thing I love, my favorite part about the video, by the way, was Bob Castlin just oh so casually saying, oh, I owe you a push-up. I owe you a push-up. Like, what? Bob, you need, to, you need to drop down and start doing push-ups, and we will let you know when to stop. When we get tired, you can stop. I mean, just absolutely insane, bro. Absolutely insane. Bob Castlin's blunder. I mean, this will not be forgotten anytime soon. And I'm not like a guy. I don't like, I really don't have a reason to dislike Castlin necessarily. Um, I, I've disliked some of the decisions they've made, and I've disliked the fact that people behind closed doors and and you know, when it comes to you know, those in charge have made the University of South kind of like fools. You know, I don't like the incompetency that I feel like they've shown at times. But, I mean, if that was a head football coach that did that, he would be fired, right? I, I just, you got to come out and say something. You, you just, because he sounded drunk, too. I mean, flat out, the dude sounded like he was zooted off something. So, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, it, it's, it's like, it's, it's funny, but it's also, like, awful. It's terrible. Imagine, I just can't even imagine, I can't even fathom being a graduate, and that is my graduation. That is like, to that point in your life, that is the biggest day of your life. At that point, that's the biggest day in your life. And to have that dude do that, the ultimate botch job. The University of California. Uh, unreal. I mean, it's beyond words, dude. I had people ask me at the game Saturday, hey, did, did you edit the video? Did you make, you know, did he actually say that? I'm like, Oh, yeah. I mean, believe it or not. Yeah, he did. He did. Believe it or not. So just just hard to comprehend. <laughs> hard to comprehend. But I, I figured I might as well mention it, bring it up. I, I know that, again, he, they, there has to be a statement put out, right? There has to be. There's no way you can just sweep this under the rug. It's gone too viral, bro. It's gone too viral. You have to say something. Say something. Hey, I made a mistake. You know, I. What, like, I don't know what he even could say. I don't know how he could apologize, but you can't just say, Oh, I'll, I'll do a put, I'll do a push up for you. Like, what? Come on, Bob. Don't say better. 
Don't be better. Just do better, Bob. Just do better. And do a zillion push-ups while you're at it. Uh, one other quick note, guys, just something to mention. J.C. Horn officially announcing he's rocking number eight for the Carolina Panthers. So, pretty cool stuff. Big news for Gamecock fans and Panthers fans and those who are going to be jersey shopping anytime soon for J.C. Horn. Number eight. Number eight is what J.C. Horn will be wearing in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, let's get your listen question, guys, and we'll wrap this one up. Brennan underscore Smith 47 says it's hard to win ball games. You can't score runs. Brennan, you are correct, sir. That is true. He also says, I want David Mendham out of the lineup for good. He's swinging out of his tail every time. Well, Brennan underscore Smith 47, I'm very glad that that did not happen. <laughs> I'm ve- Listen, hindsight's 2020, I know, but I am very, very glad that did not happen. Last question, Caden underscore Graham 03, what will it take to get this baseball team to the next level? And that's a great question. What will it take to get South Carolina from the level we're at now, which is very good, by the way. I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Like, South Carolina, I think, has a quality ball club. But to get to one of those, okay, when we go into a season, we are one of the eight teams that are expected to get to Omaha, bottom line. Because we're not there yet. I mean, there's, there's very few that are at that level. Vandy, Arkansas, Mississippi State. I would say probably like a Louisville's up there. You know, maybe Florida, which I think they've had an extremely disappointing season. But the usual suspects. What does South Carolina need? I don't think you're that far off. Like Mark Kingston said, I agree with what he said. You're not that far off. I think you probably need, you know, one or two more power arms. And I think you certainly need to go get three or four big-time bats. You need to go get some big-time bats. Because hitting hitting two... 220 in SEC play is not going to get the job done, right? It's just not. Look at the statistics. You can see where the top teams lie. You got to be able to hit. You got to be able to hit to be an elite team. So, really, I I feel fine with the pitching side of things. It's the lineup. It's the hitters. You got to go recruit some big-time hitters. And from all accounts, they're doing that. I mean, you're going to have a top five, top ten class yet again. But you got to let it play out. You got to let him get his guys in there. If we're not hitting at this time next year, then I'll be worried. But I think this is a quality ball club. I think they're doing all the right things, you know, putting in the right work. You just got to get some big-time hitters, man. Again, I I think they're doing the right stuff on the pitching side of things. I think we're going to have the arms for for years and years and years to come. I think we're fine on the mound. Just go get some big-time hitters. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it. Appreciate you all tuning in. What a fun show. Great stuff. Like I said, no guest interview today just with – the craziness of me, you know, going back home to see the family and coming back and, and Mother's Day and all that. Just had a really, really tough time. You know, schedules kind of clashing, whatever, getting somebody on the show. So, again, apologize for that. But I think today's show is pretty fun. It's I don't know if, if I sound kind of like loopy right now. I apologize, guys. Like I said, talking right after the game, my, my voice is kind of cracking a little bit, too. And I'll be honest, like, whew, it just this this team, it, it today – and I'm speaking, of course, on Sunday, but Sunday's game was a, just a one of those one of those games you're so locked in, like a mentally exhausting grind. But man, feels good to become it, it feels good to come out on top. Feels good to come out on top. One you had to have. Going to be an exciting week, of course. Like I said, guys, the Clemson game tomorrow, Kentucky series this weekend. Content is freaking rolling. Hey, we're starting a dynasty on NCAA 14 soon. Starting a Gamecocks dynasty. Don't sleep on that. Merchandise is rolling. Everything is rolling, folks. Feels good. 
feels good. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in, guys. Have a great Monday. Let's have one hell of a week, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.